Welcome to another episode of Ready Teacher One. I'm Adam Mangana. And I'm Ryan McLaughlin, and we are so excited to bring you tonight's episode. Tonight's episode is uh, one that we have been looking forward to for a long time. We've got Michelle O'Brien and Angie King with us here from Georgian College. Thank you both so much for coming on with us. We're so thrilled to talk to you both. Thank you for having us. We, um, like I said, we've been so excited to chat with you ever since we got in touch a few weeks ago. And I would love to just start off by asking you both to just share a little bit about the work that you're doing at Georgian College and maybe uh, a little bit about how VR fits into that. And do you want me to start? Sure, go ahead. Okay. So, Anine Bojo, Michelle O'Brien, Indigenous Cause. Jonia Benesseque is my spirit name. Wow. Um, I live in Barrie, Ontario, and I work at Georgian College Indigenous Studies. I've been there for, oh, just over 20 years now. And I started off teaching there part-time and um, became coordinator in 2008. And I also became the Community and Social Development Program's co-op consultant. And I also teach in the program. So I get a lot of time with the students and I wouldn't have it any other way. I always tell people that's my selfish. And people look at me, you know, and I said, oh, the more time I can spend with the students, I'll take it. And um, so I, you know, and I love my job and, um, and I work with amazing and great people. We're a team there. We have indigenous services too as well. And last summer, um, a gentleman uh, by the name of Rob Terrio, he's our immersive lead technologist at Georgian College, and he sent me a message. He said, hey, Michelle, have you ever thought about doing virtual reality with the language program? I went, um, no. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm not a gamer. I don't want to go near that. And then I thought about it for a minute, and I thought, this is not about me. This is not about me at all. This is about the students and what's best for them. And I said, okay, Rob, we're on. Let's meet up. And so we met up and he started talking to me about it and stuff. And I went, oh, I got to pull Angie in on this one, you know? And uh, so I pulled Angie in. And the next thing you know, we were sent headsets and Rob uh, took us into Altspace VR first. And we were like, wow. And I said, this is going to work. And he said, well, I can get started on building you an indigenous language house in alt space, if you like. And I said, oh my gosh, please do. And um, so I had Angie and our elder, Ernestine Baldwin. Uh, she uh, has been with us for quite a long time. She is our uh, Nokmis, which means grandmother uh, in Anishinaab Moen. And um, they tr came up with a word list. We came up with a word list uh, for the house. And then um, Angie and our elder translated all the words. And then Rob put them into the house. Uh, so you'd click on a question mark and then the Anishinaabe word would come up, come up or the uh, Anishinaabemowin word would come up in the language. And um, they would be on various objects throughout the house and the land was really nice. He built us a real nice rocky area too with a fire pit so that we could have circles around that. And um, so we were quite excited because we knew this was going to just take take off for last fall. And what a perfect opportunity for virtual reality 
in the middle of a pandemic. Um, like just incredible. Um, and we didn't realize it until we went into virtual reality exactly what it meant. Like it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do about gaming or play or fun or anything like that. Even though the students do have all those, uh, not gaming, but they do the fun parts and, and things like that. But it was, and, and, and it was really strange because I was in there and we had two classes in there. We had our other program language class in there with Angie's class. And here's the language teacher standing there talking to the students side by side. And I went, oh my gosh, this is just absolutely beautiful. This is so beautiful. They're, they're communicating, they're safe, you know, and they're, they're learning and they're gaining knowledge. Whereas, you know, we've been isolated for how long now, you know? And, um, and I thought this has more meaning to it than I realized the, the socialization piece of it and bringing people from anywhere uh, across the world, and this is what we've learned, and just to be able to to learn different cultures and things like that. Well, what happened after that was Rob goes, oh, I have a friend. <laughs> I said, we all have friends, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> most of us, most of us. Yeah, yeah. most of us have friends. <laughs> no, but he's like, we, I have a friend, and he's out west, and his name's Dan, and he owns a company called Bitspace, and he is a developer, uh, and he can develop an indigenous world for you and engage VR, the educational virtual reality environment. And we were like, no way. Like, how much is this going to cost us? So, right. <laughs> but anyways, so we met with him and we had a vision because in our Anishinaabemo and in, in program development program, we have courses. And, we, and so we were t- talking as a team. We said, why don't we build the indigenous uh, virtual world on our courses? Because we have uh, language in the home, language in the community, language in the workplace, and language in the natural environment. And then we can bring the, you know, the inv- the world together and have the students go from the environment to the community and so on. So they built the house, the first one, and um, and that's the one you saw, Ryan, and uh, with our big beautiful medicine wheel. And um, it, uh, it's just incredible. They're almost done the community too as well, which has a powwow grounds and that. That'll be ready for the students in, in the, for the fall. But um, so that took, because somebody asked me the other day, how long did that take? And I said, well, with translations and back and forth and all that, it probably took from like November and we launched it in May. But we, we would have had it done quicker, but because we all work full time, Sure. Like it wasn't our main concentration because this virtual reality was on top of our daily job, right? Sure. Um, so, but it was quite exciting when we did launch it. Uh, we did a presentation in Engage VR, um, and it, oh my gosh, it was it was yeah, it was just just incredible. I can't even tell you because our elder who is 82 years old. Wow. Who, who never used a computer before last summer. Angie and I taught her how to use um, like all of our Teams and Zoom and WebEx and Outlook. We taught her how to do that. She is an avatar in three virtual environments. And she came in and she did a prayer for us in the language around our medicine wheel circle. 
and we have her recorded and we have it recorded for the rest of our lives. And that's what we wanted to do was to preserve our language. Michelle, you just gave me goosebumps. I, in fact, I was getting goosebumps all throughout what you were describing for us. And um, man, you know, uh, Adam and I talked to people doing some really cool things in VR, but uh, what you folks are doing might be at the top of the list of, of what folks Aww. are doing. We, um, you make me that, cry. I'm really uh, sad uh, lately, Ryan. No, I'm serious. I've been getting goosebumps this whole time. Um, Wow, what an incredible story. We are just overwhelmed and so thankful that you would share that with us. I want to go back towards the beginning because you, you mentioned, you know, when Rod came to you at first, being a little bit skeptical about VR. Um, what was it that changed your mind? I mean, I know you mentioned that you're thinking like, okay, but it's... Uh-oh. What, what was it that changed your mind, guys? Um, well, and we've been talking about this for years and Angie's going to talk about it with a lot of passion because Angie's a, a, a first speaker of the language. And so for our, for the language to survive, our younger generation needs to learn it and they need to learn it very quickly, but it's a very hard language to learn. And traditionally it is an or it's an oral language. It's not was not written um, there like barely at all. But today we need individuals to read, write and speak the language. Um, so, and the young ones today are different than they were 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And a lot of them are on the computer now gaming. They're, that's their life. Their phone is their life. Every, everything that is electronic is their life. So we were thinking maybe we could come up with something that would inspire them or motivate them to want to one learn. Hey, you guys, you can get an Oculus headset. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's like, and you're going to learn the language and you're going to come into these most amazing built environments. And then they'll be like, Oh, cool. So they're going to learn and have fun at the same time. Like who gets to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. But so that's what changed our minds was to hope to entice the younger generation to learn and, uh, and with an educational teaching tool. Right. But Angie can speak to like how important it is for the language to be learned. Yeah, please do Angie. I, I, uh, I'll share this, like one of my greatest regrets in life. My great grandmother was, a native speaker of the Irish language. And at some uh, point our, our yeah. family lost that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I speak a handful of words at best and it's because I, I've tried really hard as an adult to go out of my way to do it. But um, yeah, we would love to have you speak about the importance of passing the language on to future generations and learning it younger than I am currently <laughs> and all that yeah. good stuff. I guess I'll introduce myself yes. first. Oh, yes, please do. Anine Bourgeau, Angie King, Dijnakaz, Chimnasing, Donjaba, Migwa, Barry Dinda, and Magazine Dodam. So, what I said was, my name is Angie King. I come from Christian Island. My clan is the Eagle Clan. And Shigish Gatquet is my spirit name, which means New Day Woman. 
And how appropriate is it that the elder that's working with us uh, bestowed me that name uh, several years ago. So just going back a few years ago, um, I was, I am an alumni of Georgia College. I went back to school uh, at 50 years old to uh, relearn my language because I had lost it through um, what they call the 60s school. And uh, I lived with non-Aboriginal people for five years. Up to that time when I was 12 years old, I was fluent in the language, but being away from my um, language and my family, I lost quite a bit of it. So that was my passion was to come back and learn that language. And not only that, but to read and write it. Like Michelle said, it's an oral language. And that's all I ever heard was just oral language. And there's no better way than to immerse yourself in the language. That's the only way you pretty much learn that language fluently at a faster rate. But like what Michelle was saying, we need to teach our younger um, people the language because we are losing our speakers in, uh, you know, too fast in what we can, we want them to be. Last year in my community, we lost six fluent speakers in a span of seven months. So, I mean, and that just goes back to, um, you know, heart disease, diabetes, whatever. Um, Not really a lot of old age um, people die, they're dying passion was to always learn the language and um, when you're gifted that language you need to pass that language on so Mm -hmm. that when Michelle asked me to come back to Georgian to teach as a teacher I jumped at the fact because uh, where I was working before it was uh, non-aboriginal like we had maybe 12 students and to me I think being in my area and having um, my dialect being used, um, it was just more um, appropriate for me to come back home to do that. So I've been working with Michelle with this VR. And when we got first approached by this VR, I'm thinking, oh my God, now now what? We have to be more techy now. So, <laughs> so um when we got started and Rob started to teach us, he is so hands on and he is the most gracious person you'll ever meet. Very, very patient with us because there's many times we call Rob and say, Rob, how do you do this? We're stuck. We're not, we can't get on. <laughs> so there's, there's certain things that we did with him, but um, going back to um, doing the language and preserving like, Michelle said, preserving the language with our fluent speaker, going in and teaching students a different teaching tool. It's not so much that, you know, um, we're doing this. It came at a good time because of the pandemic, right? We had to learn how to teach students a different way because we're all online doing this. So um, I think it came in a good time. And when the students started going in and uh, conversing with with each other, they said that it, although it's not the ideal situation to be with each other, because um, I like to take them out in the community. I like to take them out and uh, go to a park and we do medicine walks and I taught them how to do snare, um, rabbit snaring. Things that culturally that I grew up learning 
is what I wanted to teach the students. So, um, so what we're trying to do with the language in VR is do more uh, um, preserving, right? We want to preserve as much as we can, and it's always going to be there for them. But when the students started to get together and uh, start conversing with each other, I'm telling you, it was something different for them to do because one lives in this town, another one lives here. They're never together. Normally, we would hold the classes at the college. So this is their only way of um, connecting with each other. But classes ran, like Michelle said, we had a fire pit so we can go in and we can do circles there. But one of the things I did with the students was there's like uh, a basketball court out there and the guys are pretty good at picking up the ball and throwing the ball and putting it in the basket. So um, he, they would teach the girls how to do all this with their handsets and everything. So they started to converse with each other. Okay, so this is a lesson in itself right there. So what we did was before going into the VR, um, we would develop a language bank. Words that we would use if we were going to play basketball, but only in the language we would speak it. So that was hilarious and it was fun because they would start, you know, conversing back and forth with each other. I thought it was so amazing just to see them and for them to be able to come away from that and feeling um, almost rejuvenated because they were with each other, right? Not actually with each other, but that's the closest that they were going to get to each other over the course of this uh, semester, that past semester. So, I mean, we've had nothing but good thoughts and good feedback from this VR. And I think uh, with Michelle and I working together, had it not been her and I working together, I don't know if VR would have um, made it on the map for Georgian College. Do you know what I mean? Because, because we just kind of know each other that well. And she has the same passion as I do. So, um, I mean, that's the thing. That's the bottom line. You need to have that passion. Let me ask you this, ladies. Um, you got a chance to experience these very different types of social VR. Um, you started with AltSpace and then you transitioned to Engage. For our listeners out there that are, are, are trying to weigh those options, what did you notice about uh, AltSpace versus Engage or Engage versus AltSpace that really lent itself to um, delivering on, on, on the kind of cultural immersion that you were going for? Well, you know, and we also have another virtual environment. We, I don't know if you know Verbella. Sure. We, yeah, so we use iLearn. Georgian College has a campus and it's uh, in iLearn, um, <laughs> and, uh, which is incredible. Like, to me, that is the ultimate vir like virtual reality. If we could get that indigenized, I'd be in there all the time. Like, I can tell you, because there is no problems in there at all. Um, alt space, um, like, don't get me wrong, what Rob built us was absolutely beautiful. To be able to go into a virtual environment and see the leaves just blow in the wind. And, and he even put sound in there of water for us. So if we wanted to just go in there and just, you know, close our eyes and sit and meditate or whatever it may be, 
you know, he put sounds in there for us, which was really nice. Um, but one night, Angie and I were doing a presentation for her home community. And we, we've learned now, because we've done so many, you log on early, check everything first, everything's going perfect, it works. Well, two hours before we did that, we went to go log on to Altspace. We're on um, Zoom or whatever to show her community. And all of a sudden, all of our assets, which is assets in virtual uh, reality, our objects, our trees and our house, everything was flying in the war, like in, in the sky and nothing. <laughs> so Angie logged in, she said, oh, it's happening to me. So, cause I thought it was just maybe my login. So quick thinking, I went and found a recording that we had done of a, of a presentation to show them. Um, but, and an engage, it's a very powerful um, platform and they need to tweak it a bit. Whereas um, if you go in there, sometimes your voice echoes and they say, put headset on. So Angie had put her headset on, but she couldn't hear anything. She could talk, but it didn't work that way. Like if so, it was, you know, and it's just a little, um, it has its pros and cons. Pros and cons, um, but very powerful. Um, both of them. Alt space is free, so the anyone can go in there and they've got tutorials where you can learn how to build your own community in there, which is quite amazing. Um, and um, but engage does cost money, um, and our plan is to share our indigenous worlds with everybody. So mm -hmm. anyone that wants to learn can go in there, but we've still got people asking us from different dialects or different cultures like Mohawk. And so if they took our environment and took what we did in Anishinaabowin, but put it in their own um, language like um, Mohawk or Cree or whatever, or another, like even Angie, we did one, um, we did one presentation for Eiler and we did a panel and then Angie was contacted by someone from Hawaii even. Wow. Because they've, they've really, um, I think they're the lead on uh, uh, re revitalizing language. They, mm -hmm. they, yeah, they, they have street signs Everything the Maui. Is yeah, the Maui. everything. Yeah, everything is like labeled in the language there. And I think they even took it as far as even to get employment, you had to have the language or you had to start like learn the language. And <clears throat> so that's where it makes it difficult for us. Um, because even though we're prominently uh Anishinaabemowin in our catchment area. Um, but you would have to go to probably our res our local reserves, uh, and it's up to them, actually. They should be the ones that um, are making language more mandatory um, mm -hmm. in certain uh, places. So, but um, they're all amazing. They're all, they all have some, um, you know, good qualities uh, and depends what you want to use it for. Um, but I think even like engage is, uh, is improving, you know, as it goes, um, but as an educational platform, it, Angie and I both presented at their world, like they had a, a month long conference. So we presented for that. And then I learned actually had a world conference 
and um, our CEO, uh, Jonathan Richter, asked us to present. And so we went in there and presented on language preservation. And our elder came in there with us. And um, the wonderful thing is, like, you know, she, she did an opening in the language, but then um, also a teaching about our openings and, and why we do things and stuff like that. I can't even tell you what it means to us to have that uh, forever, yeah. ever now. Yeah. You know, we have her voice um, and uh, we have her teachings um, and, um, and yeah, we have that forever now. If you, were to, if you were to conduct school in your native language, if you were to actually conduct a online school, which platform, do, and you had to pick one of those three platforms, which platform do you think you might pick to, to actually Engage. Oh, the three, it would be iLearn. Well, iLearn, but Engage, Engage has parts that we haven't experienced yet because it does have a classroom. It has a, an auditorium, it has a whiteboard, it has recording. It has so many things that we still need to experience. But if you see our iLearn, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, it is Like you can go in to iLearn and there's classrooms there where they have computer labs and you can log into your um, Georgian college um, email and do work from that station um, in an avatar form. So, I mean, to me, I think that's just super that I could go in there and conduct a class and my classroom would be locked. Nobody yeah. else would be able to come into that room but yeah. my students. The only thing though with Altspace and Engage, you can customize. Mm -hmm. So if there is a certain environment, like we were on a panel with um, some, someone asked us, I think they taught um, uh, like eco-friendly stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember. But so you can actually create an environment with a marsh and a swamp and bugs and you can actually take the kids in there and actually teach them, um, in, you know, instead of going out to the forest, if you, if you couldn't get there, do you know what I mean? Um, the good thing about the virtual reality is, is, is that yes, people can join you from anywhere. And, and to me, that is incredible. Like when we did our presentation, we had people from Wales, um, Scotland, New York, you know, and there was a whole pile of people from all over the world that were in there. And, and to me, and in seconds too, like it's like teleporting. And mm -hmm. that's just incredible. It really is. And, uh, but we'll never forget that language should always be taught in person. It should be taught hands-on and with experiencing things firsthand, touching, you know, things and things like that. But the next best thing, like we don't teach all of our courses in virtual environment, you know, we go in a few hours a week, but we're finding, Angie found that the students went in on their own even outside of class because they just liked it and, and they had so much fun. So, and I think um, that was their way of socializing with each other also, mm -hmm. when, you know, when they could go in there themselves. And I mean, we don't have to be in there with them all the time to teach them. If they wanted to practice certain um, spelling and, um, you know, enunciations of words, they could go in there and do that themselves yeah. on their own time. So that's the good part about that one also. Yeah. 
So I think it depends on the subject you subjects you want to teach, uh, in what environment would best suit. Depends on your budget too, as well, right? Um, not everyone has ten thousand dollars or however much it costs for one environment, uh, you know. So, um, and I learn actually is uh, very expensive too. So usually it's big institutions that would purchase that and build that because um, we wanted to have some, we wanted to indigenize some things in there. And even though we offered to give them some of our assets, our objects, um, they still said it was pretty expensive. But mm -hmm. even when you're an avatar and you go to choose your, your hair or your color of your skin or your clothing, we asked even, could we, can we choose to choose maybe a pair of moccasins? Or um, a, a lot of us as women, when we go to pray, when we go, and not that we're, we're not gonna do, yeah, we wear ribbon skirts. So could that be a choice? And some men, when they're drumming in that, um, they wear ribbon shirts. So just simple things just to indigenize it, you know what I mean? Um, would would be really really nice. Which which of the environments allowed for the most customization? From what you could tell, Verbella or Engage? Ooh. Oh, that's kind of um, because yeah, I think Verbella also. Yeah. But um, our students are not quite um, allowed to go into Verbella just yet. It's well, only they will in the fall. faculty. They will in the fall. Okay. So yeah. So. I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up between um, Engage and Verbella. You mentioned like, having the opportunity to uh, to have your elder join you in VR, and that's just tremendous. So uh, neat. I'm wondering, um, on the other end of the age spectrum, have you had the opportunity to bring some younger children into some of the environments from the tribe and start teaching the language to the younger kids, or has it only been uh, Georgian college students? Yes. So. No, Ian, we haven't brought anyone in younger yet. Oh, Angie, did you bring, Angie has a grandson, he's 10. And, yeah, he's uh, a 10, he's gone in and took, uh, took a look at it. So he's, um, he's, <laughs> he's already trilingual because uh, he, he speaks English, French, and uh, Italian. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I'm teaching him Ojibwe on the side too. So he really likes it. He, He's on the uh, Oculus set the whole time he's here with me. He lives in Montreal. So, um, you know, so that's really fun. Um, what I was going to say is on, on a side note where I teach um, language to a friendship center in, um, yeah. in Fort Erie. Um, so the language coordinator there has contacted um, Daniel, who's the developer of Fitspace, and they're gonna um, they're gonna do something together. Um, they're gonna develop a, a house like we did, probably try and get the same house like Michelle was saying, and then translate it into Mohawk, Oji Cree, uh, and um, Cree, so that um, students can go in. Um, I've taken that class in several times so they could look around to see what they can do. And they were just really in awe. They were actually jealous of us because <laughs> of what we've been doing with our students. And they just can't, they're just over 
like they're just over the moon with what we're doing with our students and a different, another way of teaching language. It's tremendous. Um, thank you both so, so much for coming uh, to join us tonight and chat with us. Um, I've had goosebumps this entire time, seriously. This is some of the coolest stuff we've ever talked about on this show. Um, we normally end things off with a segment that we call the Furious Five. It's just gonna be five questions that uh, don't necessarily have anything to do with what we've been talking about tonight, but just kind of more fun, like get to know you sort of questions to, to end the show kind of on a high note. Um, we encourage rapid fire, like one sentence answers. So without any further ado, first question of the Furious Five is what is the best TV show or movie that you have watched recently? Uh, Suits. Suits, okay. Angie? Um, Virgin River. Nice, okay. Second question is, what's the best meal that you've eaten recently? Sparrows. Nice. Mm, I made scone dogs when my kids were here. I don't actually even know what those are. I don't think we have those. Okay, so you've heard of Bannock before. Have you heard of Bannock? Fry bread. Yes, okay. Fry bread? Okay, so you get a wiener and you make the <laughs> the dough and you round it up in your uh, wiener and you deep fry it and we call those scone dogs. I mean, that's not delicious. dip it in mustard or ketchup and just, oh, they're to die that for. sounds amazing. <laughs> Third question is, uh, what is the best book that you have ever read? Okay, okay. What's the best book I ever read? Hmm. Oh, my God. I can't think of a book right now to read. Oh, what did I read last? I'm going to say Change Your World. Change Your World? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, two Roads. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, nice. Um, fourth question, who is somebody that you admire who's a thought leader that you would encourage our listeners to become familiar with, whether it be through social media or through um, reading a book by or watching a TED Talk by? Who's, who's somebody that you admire who's, who you think our listeners should stop what they're doing right now and go find out more about? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say um, my nephew, uh, Dr. Hayden King. He's a political um, he uh, he's a political science major. He's a professor at um, Ryerson University and also part time at Carleton University. Very into the politics of Anishinaabek people. Wow! Fabulous! Wow! Hey, and I'm and I'm not going to say a book. I'm going to say a report that was written, and it is the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, the calls to action for Canada. And I just recommend that not just Canadians go and read it, but go learn about what our history um, and what happened in Canada, because I'm sure you've heard on the news as they're finding the bodies of little children in all of our reserves. And this will help you a little bit of why we need reconciliation. And so I'm just recommending that. Amen. Wow, amen indeed. Um, the last question of the Furious Five, uh, I'm gonna change, a, change it up a little bit if it's okay with Adam. 
Uh, I would love to ask you both how to say uh, virtual reality and how to say Ready Teacher One in Ojibwe. <laughs> Angie, that's uh, you. <laughs> virtual reality. Um, oh. oh my goodness. I'm going to have to pass with virtual reality because there is no possible way that um, I would find a word. Um, it would take me uh, days to try and figure out a word to come up with virtual reality. But Explain I would to have him. to say... We'll, we'll save it for I, the next time we have you, you on know, the podcast. You know why I'm going to say that? Because that was not in our vocabulary um, sure. ever. So, so it'd be a word that a new word that we'd have to make up. But I would have to say, So a new language. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes. Like mm -hmm. How about for Ready Teacher One? What do you think? Ooh. Ready Teacher One. Ready Teacher One. Um, Kinomagem. No, Mba Kinomagem Min. Nice. Mba Kinomagem Min. Yeah. Let's that is beautiful. Could I ask, would you would you write that down and I send was it gonna to me say, email so we can put that on the cover of this episode? Aww. Sure. Be really that. And we always say yeah. when we're when we're when we're when we're about to leave someone, we always well one we would like to I would like to say Chi Miguich which means thank you very much. Chi Miguich. And we say that a lot. And, and then we always say bumopi, which uh, means just see you later. We never say goodbye. There's no word in uh, Anishinaabemowin to say goodbye because we always say to people, we'll see you later. And uh, so that's bumopi. And uh, we cannot thank you enough. You guys are awesome. You uh, guys are awesome. <laughs> we, we have just enjoyed this conversation so much. We're so thankful for you taking the time to share a little bit about your experiences with VR, share with us a little bit about your culture and your language. Um, we wish you all the best. We're definitely having you back on to talk again because we just had too much fun not to. And um, say hello to everyone at Georgian College for us. Tell Rob that he's coming on the podcast next. We're coming after him. And, uh, and thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, and, Michelle and Angie, for those listeners who are interested in having access to your engage environments. Um, how do they follow up with you guys? They could email me. Okay. Yep. Um, Angie actually put in uh, for Ryan in the, uh, in the chat. And yeah, if they wanted to come in, um, we could set up um, a session and they could come in and see what it's about. That's fabulous. Um, it's not 20, 30, 40 a day. <laughs> <laughs> and there's my email. And uh, you, you're more than welcome. Uh, they could email me. And uh, yeah, because we're really excited to, uh, as our uh, other virtual environments are completed, to actually show people because um, we're... Yeah, we're excited. And yeah, the more people that can look at it and come into it, I think we're we're um, working towards trying to um, have more people get involved and start learning the language more. Mm -hmm. Tremendous. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you both so much. This has been a pleasure. Thank you guys. Miigwech. Miigwech. Thank you guys. Cheers. Bye, Monty.